Welcome to Divorce Stories with attorney Dennis Vetrano, the show for people that want real answers to real divorce questions from a real divorce lawyer. And now here's your host, attorney Dennis Vetrano. Welcome back, everybody, again to Divorce Stories. I'm your host, divorce attorney Dennis Vetrano, and we're at episode number 22. So a client comes into my office, says, I have a lawyer already. Okay, always a red flag for me. And I have a complex case. I'm not sure if you can handle it. Okay, I, you know, of course, us divorce lawyers, when you've been doing it for 21 years, thousands of cases, you kind of, you kind of like snicker in your mind thinking there's nothing you could come up with that I'm not capable of handling or I haven't dealt with already a hundred times over. So she says, we have a lot of assets. We live a very high lifestyle. I'm trying to get divorced, but my spouse is convinced that they have to pay me only a minimal amount of spousal support and child support. Okay, doesn't sound like anything much different than I hear pretty much every day when I do consultations. But he's involved in a bit of a weird type of business. And this business results in almost entirely cash. Okay, so I'm thinking, you know, there's some things we can do. What do we do with that? And his income should be really, from my estimation, $100,000 more than what he's showing on the net worth statement he gave to the court. Can you handle it? Now, of course, I say, yes, I can handle it. And we have to start engaging in immersing ourselves in a case where somebody is collecting virtually all cash for their income. How do you prove that? Most clients will say, there's no way you're going to prove that. That's it. All is lost. Case is over. That's not the case. Now, this is kind of spurred on by a post I put on our TikTok uh, account just recently. And listen, we have over a thousand followers on TikTok. So, you know, there's a lot of interesting information out there. If you guys want to get engaged in that, I'm doing videos two times, three times, four times a day and answering questions. So check us out there. There's a lot of information and don't, uh, don't hesitate to follow us. Every day there's new stuff there. So clients are like, well, how are you going to deal with, you know, and, and listeners and followers are like, well, how are you going to deal with the cash? What do you do with that? Their tax return will say something like $20,000, and they may be collecting $200,000 in cash a year. How are you going to deal with that? Well, the funny thing about these cases, the first way you deal, and again, let's step back a little bit and just make this really clear for everybody. What you're trying to do as a divorce attorney, when there's a divide in the incomes between the parties, and even when there's not, you still need to do the calculation to make sure your papers are drafted properly when you submit them to the court regarding spousal support or what we call alimony and child support. But I think in, in these cases where there's a substantial divide between one spouse and the other, meaning there's a moneyed spouse and a non-moneyed spouse, one of the major things you're doing is trying to calculate what the incomes are to begin with so that you can do the calculation to determine how much spousal support would lie and, if there are any kids, how much child support would lie. And in these cases, when you have the non-moneyed spouse, or even if you have the moneyed spouse, but mainly if you have the non-moneyed spouse, they're relying on this money. Without this money, they won't be able to continue to live well or according to, to what they've grown accustomed to as their lifestyle without this spousal support or child support. So how do you figure it if it's cash? Well... 
One of the starting points, and it's a funny thing, people who collect cash and they don't write it down on their tax return or claim it or send it to their accountant or turn it into TurboTax or H&R Block, they don't put that down on their tax return and they file their taxes and say, I make $20,000 a year, but they're driving around $120,000 Mercedes. You know what they do with that cash most of the time? And I always ask clients, I ask them, I was like, okay, does he or she have a pillowcase or a mattress? Is that where that cash is going? Well, I'm not sure. Nine times out of 10, and even in the case that I use as an example, ask them for copies of their bank account statements and just go through them. Deposit $5,000, deposit $10,000, deposit $15,000. You would be surprised. And, and the people who were engaged in, on my TikTok and, and were making comments and following that recent video I did were laughing about this. Like, how could you tell IRS you don't make that much money and then in the next breath, all that cash that you're not reporting to IRS, you're putting right into your bank account? How could you do that? You would be surprised. I've had so many cases where that's the situation. They're telling IRS they make $25,000 a year, and yet they put $250,000 into their bank account in whatever year, whatever subject year. So that's the starting point, I think, or safe deposit boxes. You can always check that out. If they have a safe deposit box, are they putting money in there? The other thing you can take a look at is, what do they own? What kind of car do they drive? What kind of house do they live in? What's the mortgage? What kind of clothes do they wear? How much money do they spend? What's their lifestyle? And in those sorts of cases, and I've had this before, many times what you can do is hire a forensic accountant to do a lifestyle analysis for you, which will give you a feel for what each of the parties, or even combined as a family, what your household expenses are, what it costs you to live essentially every month. You can't tell IRS you make 25, and then when you walk into divorce court, you know, say, okay, I have a Mercedes, I live in a three-quarter of a million dollar house, I'm wearing Armani suits, but I'm only making 25, here's my tax return. Divorce court's not going to believe that, I'm not going to believe that. The other thing you can check out is bear in mind, when you're trying to establish spousal support and child support numbers, there's a couple of different ways to do it. One is, you count the income, right? And that's your tax returns, your W-2s, your 1099s, um, any, any income statements, those sorts of things. Or you can count money out. So money in or money out. So they say, well, my money in's only 25, right? Here's my tax return. But when they fill out that net worth statement or they fill out that monthly expense statement, it's got expenses each month totaling $20,000. Well, guess what? If they, if they tell you that, and the next breath they tell you, I don't have any debt, clearly their income's not twenty-five. It's minimally $20,000 a month, which rough math in my head is almost a quarter of a million dollars. So that's another way to prove income, money out or money in. Now, the other, the other complicated aspect, and, not, and, and I think this is kind of a hybrid. It's, it's a little bit of dealing with cash businesses, and it's a little bit dealing just with business records in general. When you have those sorts of circumstances, like say you have a contractor business or a landscaping business, some stuff's cash, some stuff is on the books, and then some stuff is written off. So I think in those sorts of circumstances, not only are you looking for the cash, 
which is which you can your starting points are what I just mentioned. And bear in mind, when you're trying to ferret out cash, you can also hire forensic outfits or investigatory outfits, outside agencies to assist you in finding where that money's going, okay? Um, or trying to ferret out additional bank accounts, those sorts of things. And they can also assist you in doing valuations and assessments of businesses in terms of money in and money out. So the next piece of that is when you have a contracting business or a landscaping business or a plumbing business, whatever you have, there's going to be some cash. And then there's also going to be income that they're going to show on the books. And then if you know how to read these tax returns, you're going to see all these expenses they write off. So in those sorts of circumstances, you want to get the tax returns and have somebody who's really capable of going through these tax returns meticulously and really knows what they're looking at. You want to get copies of bank records, of course, we talked about before, not just personal, but also business business bank accounts and records and checks and everything else. You want to get copies of the QuickBooks. You want to get copies of any profit and loss statements. You want to get copies of any of their, any of their internal books that basically is reporting how much money's coming in. Okay, John Smith came and he had us do his pipes on his sink and that was $200 and we had X amount of, we had X amount of dollars to Home Depot for the, for the plumbing parts. So I think with your more complex cases, be it businesses that are just complex in general, or even just all cash businesses, both of those things, there are complexities that require a higher level of evaluation, but there are ways to get through it. I mean, I think if you're coming in as a non-moneyed spouse, you just know, you just have to know that you have options. Go to a knowledgeable, experienced divorce lawyer, whether it's me or someone else who's capable of dealing with these sorts of things and knows how to navigate through these complexities, but there is hope. Cash, most of the time you can prove. And when it's a complex business, you can get through that as well. You just may need to hire some experts to assist you in that regard. So I hope that you were able to gain some insight as to how you deal with cash businesses and when you're trying to vie for keeping your numbers as high or as low as possible for alimony or child support. You really need to know how to navigate through these processes, but there is hope. There's a way to get through it and you can figure it out. You just need to reach out to the right resources. Thanks again for tuning in to episode number 22 of Divorce Stories. Again, if you have any questions, you can send them to Divorce Stories Podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to answer them on our podcast. If you think that we can help you with a case, drvitranolaw.com. We do these sorts of cases, cash businesses, complex cases, free confidential consultations. Also, don't hesitate to check out our TikTok. Um, There's a lot of interesting tidbits. I'm posting new questions and comments and information virtually every day. We're mostly doing videos, but it'll give you a little bit of a flavor for what we do every day and allow you to pick up a little bit of information along the way. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you again next time.